What's up, y'all? It's Zach with Living Corporate. Now, look, every now and then we try to mix it up for y'all because, you know, so look, dependency and consistency is really important. But even within those lanes of consistency, you got to have a little bit of variety. You know what I mean? You don't come home and just eat the same thing every day. Or even if you do, you know, you got a meal prep thing. Maybe sometimes you put a little red sauce. Maybe sometimes you put a little green sauce. You know, you got to just, you know. Mix it up from time to time. Maybe sometimes you grill it. Maybe sometimes you saute. Maybe sometimes you rotisserie. You got to just, am I hungry? Yes, I'm hungry. Y'all, my bad. Listen, check it out. We have another entry <laughs> for y'all from our See It to Be It series. Amy C. Weininger, CEO of Lead at Any Level, as well as the author of Network Beyond Bias. She's actually been a member of the team for a while now. So shout out to you, Amy. Yes, thank you very much for all of your work here. Um, and part of her work has been in driving the series called see it to be it and the purpose of the series is to actually highlight black and brown professionals in these very prestigious roles like within uh, industries that maybe we and when i say we i mean black and brown folks i see y'all that we may not always even know exist or envision ourselves in hence the name of the series right so check this out we're going to go ahead and transition from here the next thing you're going to hear is an interview with amy c Weininger and a super dope professional. I know y'all gonna love it. Catch y'all next time. Peace. Welcome everyone to See It To Be It. I'm Amy C. Wanninger, your host. With me today is Francine Parham. And Francine is somebody that, you know, I always talk about networking and strategically networking. And the two places I network most now, because we're in a lockdown, you know, situation globally, the two places I'm most likely to be networking are Twitter and LinkedIn. And I think Francine and I found each other on Twitter. And I always think of Twitter as like the crowded bar, right? So if you're on Twitter <laughs> and there's a whole lot of noise and it's hard to get to know somebody really well, but you can kind of watch them for a while. And if you can get people to connect with you then on LinkedIn, that's more like a coffee shop. And you can have a conversation. And so that's kind of how our relationship evolved. And then, you know, we've kind of um, developed it from there. But we're doing something a little bit different on See It To Be It today. Because usually I talk to people and I get really into their careers and all up in their business. But I invited Francine here, not just to talk about her career and kind of how she became this amazing human that she is, but also she has some insider scoop about how you can learn some of the skills that took her um, to the top. So Francine, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amy. I am so happy and I'm so happy that I met you in the bar and you came to the coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> I love that analogy. Absolutely. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, just mentally, that's kind of how I, how I think of it. Like Twitter's so crowded and loud and... <laughs> It so. is. It's crowded. But you know, when you see someone, it's like, you know how you spot that person across the room in the bar. You're like, Ooh, okay. You know, <laughs> I got to get to know her. <laughs> I got to get to know her. Let me, let me see what I can find out here. <laughs> Listen, that's what I did. I was a wall watcher. So, you know, I watched you, you were, we, you and I were talking about this, but I watched you for about a year and yeah. then I raised my hand and I'm like, let me see, let me see. So you kept coming to the bar. I kept coming to the bar, you know, and I eventually got an, <laughs> up enough courage to ask you if she you finally bought me a drink. Me. I bought she you a drink. Yeah. A drink. <laughs> so, I love this. So, Francine, first of all, I just, I want you to share with the audience, like you've got this amazing 
you you just you've had this amazing career trajectory if i could get my words out of my mouth <laughs> i mean you've you've sat at some pretty high profile tables i've had i've i've been in some i've been in some good places yes yeah you've had your moments so tell us about that tell us about kind of your path in the corporate space and then we'll get into what you're doing today Oh, sure. So um, I started in corporate America, like I'm not even going to tell anybody when because they're like, I wasn't even born, probably (laughs) they'll say. But uh, anyway, I uh, started uh, in the corporate sector right out of graduate school. And the thing about it was that, you know, I really didn't even know about a corporate job and what that actually meant. And my parents were both educators. We grew up very traditional family. And when I went off to college, um, I majored in some broad liberal arts like discipline and never thought, you know, that I would, you know, I didn't think about graduating. I just thought about going to college and it would be fun. And so anyway, um, with that said, you know, when I got to the end, it became, oh my goodness, what do I do? Right. And I had this liberal arts um, degree. I think it, it was in communications. Um, in psychology and it was my last semester and I said oh my goodness like I need to find a job like I can't go back home my mom and dad are expecting that I'll have a job they've like told me this since like birth and so (laughs) I need to have a job and I happened to be talking to a professor and he said have you ever thought about a career in human resources? Now, once again, framing that I came from, you know, a very traditional family and human resources was not, you know, it was not a, a profession to even think about. And the corporate sector was not even in my vernacular. And so um, I started looking into that and I found out that I needed a master's degree. And I, I you know, wrote a lot of companies and all that good stuff. And they, they you know, they would reply back, not qualified. You need a master's degree, whatever the case may be. So I said, well, then I need to go get a master's degree. And I got a master's degree from the University of Illinois in employ- labor and employment relations is what it's called. And so I remember telling my parents about this and particularly my mother. And she said, so what are you going to go do? Like, are you going to do like payroll or something? <laughs> you know? And I said, no. I'm going to do like organizational dynamics and I'm going to do learning and development, you know, all the sophisticated words that I had learned about. And so, you know, I said, well, I'm going to take a risk. I don't have anything to lose. So I'm going to graduate school and they're going to pay for it. And not my parents, the graduate program. So P.S. Anyone that wants to go to graduate school, see if you can get the university to pay for you. So I did that and um, I graduated with my degree, uh, my master's degree in labor and industrial relations. And I hit the corporate trail running and I started out with a company called General Mills. So I know the secret of making a Cheerio if anyone ever wants to know that. Um, I need to know the secret for getting the Cheerios out of the carpet. Did they tell you that when you work for General Mills? No, no, I (laughs) didn't. I can I can get you connected to someone that might may be able to tell you that that's still at General Mills. But with that said, um, I just, you know, worked there for a good, let's see, I think uh, about three, about four years. And I wanted to actually um, go to California at the time because they had a manufacturing facility in California and I'm from the East Coast. And so I thought to myself, it'd be cool to go to California. I ended up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And so I didn't even know where Cedar Rapids, Iowa really was. That's not even close, Francine. 
no, 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 not, no, no. But you know what? I went there and for a an, an time, you know, for another story at another time, but I went there because I met some amazing, amazing people and they were just excited about having me there. So I said, you know what? I'm going to give Cedar Rapids, Iowa, you know, a swing. I'm going to try it. And so um, I went there, it was in manufacturing and uh, that was a lot of fun. Got transferred a couple times to some other places. Toledo, Ohio was my second stop uh, with uh, General Mills. But then I got a call uh, to come to interview with a company called General Electric. And at the time, you know, I said, sure, I'll come. But I really like working for General Mills. You know, hey, I get to have like free breakfast, right? Every morning I go to work, I get my bowl of Cheerios. Lunchtime, I get my fruit roll-ups and, you know, my snack for, you know, before I go home is usually a brownie. So like, I'm happy. I'm like totally happy. So why would I want to leave? But more than that, I felt a strong commitment and, and just um, the company itself really did a lot for me and helped me to, you know, really feel good about being in these remote locations that I've been to. And, you know, I was able to do really a good job and I had great bosses. So that was really, you know, the story and the reason I stayed. But I listened, right? I was open as you always should be. And I went to interview um, for this company called General Electric. And I had interviewed with General Electric on campus back in the day when I was coming out of graduate school, but I wasn't too keen on them. I just didn't like the, you know, I didn't have a connection, right? I didn't feel like I had a connection with the person interviewing. So I went, I'm like, you know, they told me never turn down the opportunity to talk to someone. So go and interview. Um, and I interviewed with General Electric and I came back and I was just mesmerized. I was mesmerized at the time. And even though the company has gone through many changes as um, probably your listeners know today, I was in a company which really um, cared a lot about development of individuals. And more importantly, I remember having a very key discussion with um, one of the leaders I was having lunch with at the time when I, so I left General Mills obviously and went to General Electric, but I was having a conversation with one of the leaders and he said, Francine, like, what do you want to be? And I said, well, you know, I'm Francine Parham. What else could I be? And he said, no, I really mean, what do you stand for? Like, what do you want to stand for? And what do you want to do? And how do you want to leave your mark on this company? So that was the caliber of individuals that worked at the company. They were always pushing you to, you know, think about you, think about yourself, think about how you could contribute to the organization. And, you know, I didn't have an answer for him at the time, but I said, I'll get back to you. And I went back to my, you know, um, I went back to my cube at the time, my cubicle, and I thought really deeply about it and said, you know, um, General Electra bought me here because they said they wanted to invest in me. They saw me as a good talent. And what I can do is I should be investing in others. And I need to think about this whole thing about talent and talent management. And so that's what I ended up doing. I, I really crafted my expertise in talent and talent development. Um, very early on in my career and from General Electric got another call. So I've never left a, jo a job or a position because I was unhappy. Um, I've always uh, had someone knocking on my door and I've had an amazing career. Um, I've traveled, I've lived outside of the United States. I've lived in remote places, you name it, I've done it. 
And um, I always built my career on wanting to do something different and letting people know. But the anchor of it all was that I wanted to develop people. That was my, it was what we call today your brand, right? I didn't know that, you know, I was like, this is what I do. And I tell everyone, this is what I do. And that's what I am going to do. And so that was attractive enough for a company called uh, Johnson and Johnson. And um, I talked to Johnson and Johnson for about two years, as a matter of fact, uh, the, the gentleman that called me at the time um, said, you know, we just want to get to know you. And I said, that's great. You know, I'm excited about the fact that you are interested in me, but let me tell you, I'm really, you know, rooted in General Electric and I love what they do. I love how they help me as an individual. And, you know, as a side note, Amy, you know that that's really important. It's really important, not only that you're able to do a job really well, but you also have to have a company that's willing to invest in you as an individual and invest in your development. And that's what those companies did for me. So yeah. when I left, um, you know, General Electric, I left with a very heavy heart. I had become an executive in that company. Um, and I knew what it took and I knew the people. I love the people, but you know what? J&J &J called me and they called me because they said, we know what you have done. Um, we've watched you and we think that you can add a lot to the organization. And so I left, you know, GE, as I stated, and headed to J&J. &J. And um, once again, you know, just I had different assignments and I, you know, asked, I probed. I was always talking about my career. I was always helping other individuals with their careers. And so, you know, when I left the corporate sector, it was two decades I spent um, as an, you know, ultimately rising to the level of, of an executive. Um, when I left, I said to myself, what do I want to do? And when I thought about it, there was a myriad of things that I could have done. But I said, you know what, Francine, you need to do what you do well. And what you do well is to help people excel and how you help them excel is by helping them, you know, tell them, Hey, look to the right, do this, do that. Many of the things that are not written down, right? Many of the skills, many of the rules and things like that, that um, are not written down. I had the opportunity to have access to, to have exposure to, and to know how it actually worked. And so I said to myself, I think this is pretty like you universal. And so what I need to do is I need to get out here and I need to figure this out and help other people. I can't let this stop. I think that it's important. I specifically think it's important to women and women of color in the workplace. So that's how I got to the business that I am today. I'm in essence, I tell people I'm on the outside, but still work in the inside um, because I'm all about, you know, development of people and helping people get to the next level in their professional careers. So that's a little bit about Francine. I love this. So I wanted to ask you, when you were at GE, was that the Jack Welch years? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, you're talking huge investment in people at that point, because his whole thing was, you know, people development. I mean, that was like a, like, there was no escaping that. I mean, that was no. everywhere. I wasn't, I had nothing to do with GE, but I remember where I was at the time when Jack Welch was running GE. And it was like everything you picked up had his name on it or his endorsement or, you know, he was quoted everywhere. So you certainly, I know, had good uh, good tutelage there. But I think it's important for people to understand, like, as an HR executive in some of these, you know, blue chip companies, right, you were in the room where it happens. You heard the conversations that people were having about, you know, is this person promotable? Is this person executive material? You know, you were there for all of that. 
And so you really got that behind the scenes um, insight into, you know, yeah, they've got the degree and yeah, they've got the skills and yeah, they're doing a great job, but there's just something about them that would keep them out of the running. Right. And I love that you call those the the unwritten rules. And this is the thing. So this is the thing that I, I get so like, you can see me getting passionate. Yes, I do. I'm like (laughs) digging in and ready to go. So here's what I had somebody tell me, I just want my work to stand for itself. I want to do a good job. And I just want that to be enough. And I just, and I looked at this guy and, um, you know, he was a young man. He, I believe he was Hispanic, you know, and I said, okay, but you're a first generation professional, right? And he said, yeah. And I said, so if it's your hard work and your good results against your colleagues, hard work and good results and strong personal brand and relationship with the nephew of the CEO and their dads went to college together and all his social capital and everything that he's doing on the side and the relationships that he's making. If it's all your hard work against all his hard work and all of that, who do you think is going to get the opportunity? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Well said. said. So like, I get it, right? You just want to do a good job. And I think what women and people of color do, especially those of us who were first generation in, in professional settings is we think, well, I'll give 110% 40 hours a week. And if that's not enough, I'll work 45. And if that's not enough, I'll work 50. And we work ourselves to death. And then we see people, right, who are, who are playing the game, yep. moving up. And we're like, you know, I did all that guy's work. Sure, sure. Right. And so I know that you're putting together this, this summit, this sharpen mm-hmm. your skills, professional um, advancement for women's summit. And you're going to, you're going to like crack this open crack this nut open for <laughs> us and tell everybody, right? Like here, here's the secret sauce. Right. Yes. Well, that is what, that is my intention. And it's not just me. I'm bringing like a troop of of women and men as well that are committed to helping the nut be cracked. Okay. And really helping, you know, women and women of color really get around what it is. Because here's the deal. You, you hit the nail on the head. You know, if it were only based on your skill set, and your ability to perform well, we would see more women, we would see more women of color, we would see more men of color in positions of leadership and authority in the workplace, full stop. And so when an organization says to me, well, Francine, we've heard it, Amy, we can't just seem to find, we can't find enough. We that can't, happened we just this week, right? At Wells Fargo yeah. with the CEO saying, well, there just isn't enough black talent. Oh, yeah. Lord. You know what? That's you just that... can't see what's not in front of your face. But anyway, <laughs> yes, you, here's the deal. You choose not to see, you choose right. not to see. And at the end of the day, because that is what is so important. It is so important that you look, and I tell leaders this, you know, and I tell, you know, um, well, let me start with the leadership first and then I'll get to the individual. I tell leaders that at the end of the day, there are individuals in your organization that you can groom, you can grow, you can develop, they're in the midst, they're early, whatever the case may be, there are individuals in your organization and it is your responsibility 
to set them up to succeed and to provide them with the infrastructure, the support, whatever they need to wrap, you know, you wrap yourselves around them collectively as an organization to ensure that you help them succeed in an accelerated fashion. That's the name of the game. You got to look at your raw talent. And oh, by the way, if you can't find it within your organization, like just call a few of us up because we know a lot of people and we know a lot of search firms, recruiters. So that excuse falls on deaf ear. I, I, I don't even listen to it anymore. As for the individual, I tell women and anyone that'll listen, so let's, let's be broad about this, is that at the end of the day, you need to get into the conversation because they're having a conversation about you. And you need to get into that conversation. And getting into that conversation means asking, right? What are people saying about me? See, there's a dialogue on everyone, right? There's a, you know, there's, there's something, there's a tape on everyone. Um, and especially if you work within an organization, we know this. The, they had a tape on Francine. They had a video on Amy, you know, whatever. They got your is. whole dossier got, back there. They got your dossier back there. And, you know, and people are, are human. They're like, you know, when they get, when they get to the point where they have to talk about you it's all in here right it can be on a sheet of paper but i'm going to tell you it's all in here because i've been in those rooms and you know we look at the paperwork and we say oh wow yeah francine she's done this she's been to this she did this training but let me ask one fundamental question how does she show up that's code word right that's a code yeah how does she show up and they're asking how do you how does the organization perceive you is what they're asking right so these are the things that are very important because i tell people you know you get to a certain level in your career as you said with the gentleman that you were talking about that said you know i want my work to stand for itself you get to a point, Amy, where that's a given and it doesn't happen to like, it doesn't happen 10 years later on in your career. It's usually after your first year, like you, the company is expecting you to perform and they're expecting you to perform exceptionally well. That is your entry to the organization wanting to have conversation about you. Like the conversation that they would have with you if you weren't performing well would be like, what do we need to do? Do we need a performance plan? Do we need to like exit them out? What can we do? But that's not the conversation that you want to, to you know, to have or the, the, you know, the organization to say about you. So you've got to get into that conversation. You know, the leader has to be like, you know, thinking about it. But you as an individual also have to ensure you're in that conversation and you have to know what the organization is saying about you. And if you don't know, then you should ask, right? That is fundamental. And so, you know, abdication of, I don't know, they haven't told me, um, that's not a good position necessarily to be in because what it just did for you, if you don't know, is that it has taken your ability to choose away. So it's taking your ability to choose that I want to stay with this company. I don't want to stay with this company. This company doesn't value me. Whatever it is I need to do, whatever you need to do, you've just relinquished your responsibility to, you know, this inanimate thing called the institution, right? Or the company or the nonprofit or the corporation, whatever you work for. So my role and what I do with the Sharpen Your Skills Professional Women's Advancement Summit is to have these conversations, right? And not only to have these conversations, 
conversations because, you know, I, you and I have gone to tons of events and they're just a lot of people on the stage talking, you know, like talk, talk, talk. And you're supposed to walk away with some epiphany. And normally you don't, right? Um, you, you know, you're like, that was nice. And, and you start to focus on how the lunch was. That's always yeah. a key. <laughs> I have to tell you, <laughs> that is always a key indicator that like, you know, you went to something that didn't add any value because you start out talking about how good the lunch was. But anyway, or not, which or is not. even worse. <laughs> That's even worse. So let me not divert. Let me get back yes. on the target here. But at the end of the day, you know, this summit is for not only us having that discussion like you and I just had, but it's also for you learning as well. And so we do a couple things at the summit. And my commitment is always to do this. And I call it a summit, but it's actually a professional development program. It's a day-long professional public development program. So you don't have to be selected to go. You, you know, in your organization, you just have to pay, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and, and if that's a challenge, we figure that out too. We, I've never turned away someone that has said, Hey, can I, you know, um, get the development or the help I really need? Can you help me out, Francine? We figure that out. But with that said, you know, we focus on workshops. And so we have our workshops, we have the panel discussions where we're having the talk, but, but the workshops back to those, that is really to help you build a skill right? Really to focus on a set of skills that you do need, but you may not know that you need, that you need to think about, or maybe you already know about it, but you want to master it. So we work on the workshops. We have those. We have the panel discussions. We also have what we call the deep dives. And so um, what I'm doing right now is that we've been doing pre-summit webinars. And basically what those are, are they are just, you know, 60-minute discussions by which we have been able to bring on the coaches that are actually some of them that are actually going to be at the summit because we want people to be as prepared as they possibly can be. So we've been running these every other week pre-summit webinars and then the summit will be on October 15th. Well, those coaches are going to be at the summit and they're going to be doing what we call deep dives. So they're going to go into their topics a little bit more. So we have topics that are focused on, you know, showing up um, virtually, you know, having your leadership presence online and offline because the world has changed. The workplace has changed. So we have some amazing coaches that will be there to share a continuation of what they talked about in the pre-summit. We also have... Um, what I call coaching sessions as well. So we have some group coaching. We're going to do some breakouts. We're going to do a lot of different things. We're going to do some facilitated networking because this is a live stream event. So we don't want people just to go into a room and they're all like, you know, virtually hanging out and they can't see each other, by the way. So, you know, back to the earlier comment about you and I are meeting, you know, on Twitter, we can't even see each other for some of the, you know, some of the time um, in the, you know, the various um, events. And this, you know, this opportunity, this networking opportunity we're going to have will allow individuals to actually um, have a connection and we'll actually have it facilitated. So it's a lot going on that day. I tell individuals that this is not a, a women's empowerment. You know, I've been called that. They're like, oh, so you're going to have an empowerment, you know, an empowerment meeting. I'm like, listen, let me tell you, the women that come 
and the men that show up and support us, we are already empowered. We don't need the go signal. And this is not like walk away and feel good. This is about feeling good when you walk in and feeling even better when you walk out because you have been equipped with a set of skills or a connection or piece of information that is going to help you navigate. And the topics we talk about are around the things that aren't written on the competency plan that you have or on your professional development plan. Um, because that's the, those are the things that I know, because back to the point of sitting in the room, um, I know that they are important and that's what you get measured on in addition to your performance. So that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm, I'm heads down trying yeah. to make it happen. And I'm, I'm hopeful that many people will come. Yeah. So this takes place on October 15th. So if you're listening to this before October 15th, 2020, I'm going to make this real easy for you. Um, there's a link, go to invitationfromamy.com. And it'll take you right into the summit webpage. You can see all the great stuff that's happening um, and you can register right there. But Francine on October 15th and leading up to, so anybody who registers for the summit, I heard you say they're getting pre-conference sessions. So yes. workshops in advance, they're getting workshops, deep dives, panels the day of mm -hmm. group and one-on-one -on -one coaching, facilitated networking. Mm -hmm. Yes. And they're going to be, I mean, they're going to get exposure to some real powerhouses, right? Oh my gosh. Yes. Tell me so who's, who's speaking. I had to, you know, I never have, here's the thing, Amy, I, when I call, you know, I say, Hey, here's the work I'm doing. And women and men say, sign me up. They're like, what can I do? And so for example, I have just, you know, I hope, I know everyone's got to know this woman. Um, I have Minda Hearts. So Minda Hearts is going, yay, yes. Minda yes. Hearts, friend of Living Minda. Corporate. She is yes. amazing. Amazing with a capital A. And Minda's going to be joining. I consider Minda just to be an amazing person. I consider her to be just a great colleague. We talk about some of the same things. You know, we support, we've, we've been supporting each other, um, you know, for a little bit of time. So Minda will be there. Um, I Minda have a, has been out in the woods with a machete, clearing a path for all the women to come behind her. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I just, I'm so knocked out by her. Go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Who no, else you no, got? No, no, no. No, I am excited to, I am excited to have someone like Minda because Minda is, you know, she's in the same camp that all of us are in around this work. So we have Minda Hearts. I have um, Karen Jaw Madsen. For any of those of you that know her, she does um, a lot of work with companies on their culture. So she's a little, you know, she's not right out there in front of the employee, but she's back there helping the leadership right? Get their act together around the culture. Um, a woman who's named Cynthia Pong, P-O-N-G. Cynthia's got an amazing following. If you don't know Cynthia, she is an activist. She's a women's feminist, she calls herself to be. And she is um, in LinkedIn. She has, I think, Cynthia's got a following of about 200,000 plus people. Yeah. So we have, we have some executives. I got, I have executives from PayPal coming. For any of you that may know a woman na named uh, Vonda Page. Vonda Page is going to be joining us from PayPal. And so I just have some amazing, amazing people that are coming um, to the summit. And they are, I don't bring people on because of their star power. Uh, you know, are they known? You know, how many people do follow them? Even though I mentioned Cynthia Pong, she's got a, a rock hard, you know, rock hard, solid following. Um, but it's because individuals like Cynthia, like Minda, like Karen, they are willing to roll up their sleeves and they're willing to get busy and work. 
That's mm-hmm. the, that's my main criteria. I, I'm not concerned about, you know, the, the big stuff. I'm concerned about, do you have a commitment and do you care and do you want to do what I do? Are you aligned to the work that I do? So all of the individuals, I mean, go out there, check them out on the women's advancement summit.com go. Yes. And Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. And Amy, okay. Amy's going to be there. All right. Let's not, Amy's going to be there with bells Amy on. I'm excited about there. it. And here's what Amy's going to be talking about. So I, let, I listen, the audience, like they, they know that I met you like in the bar, right? That's right. <laughs> I love this. Okay. We had <laughs> coffee and now I've invited you to my home. Okay. Mm-hmm. And my yeah. home is about, and see, not many people get to come to Francine's home. For anybody that knows me, they're like, you got to be special to make it into the house. And yes, to make it into the house, you got to bring something to the table. Like you got to bring at least a dish, right? (laughs) And and Amy- I'm going to bring a lovely casserole. She's bringing an (laughs) awesome casserole because here's what Amy's going to be talking to us about, which is really important. So I do a segment, we have a panel discussion that actually talks about your network and building your network. So you'll see that, but it talks a lot about what, so the women will, you know, people on the panel will talk about what you need to do, what you need to do. And so I asked Amy to take that up a notch and take it, you know, to the next level. What she's going to be is focusing on how, okay. How do you build that network for your competitive advantage? Okay. Make no mistake. We're out here and we're playing for something. I even have a great woman named Deborah Owens. So I don't know if many of you know Deborah Owens, but you should look up Deborah Owens because the foundation of all the stuff that I talk about is based also on the economics of your advancement. So Deborah Owens is going to be bringing her a program. It's called what's in your purse. And I love it. So, you know, I met Deborah a while back and she's going to be coming to talk about this. And really, we want to talk about more than your 401k. And so this is really about your wealth. And because we know the higher you go up, the more money you make. And hey, you got to fig- figure out how you need to spend it, right? And how you mm-hmm. need to invest. And so that's an anchor as a part of the Sharpen Your Skills Summit. So these are the things that aren't talked about, right? These are the things yeah. that are talked about in the corporate sector or in the nonprofit organization you belong in, the governmental sector that you're in or the government you know, role that you play. Those are not the discussions. I feel that it is my obligation, it's my responsibility to do that and to bring people like Amy to bring people like Menda, to bring people like Cynthia Pong, et cetera, to the table, to the room, to my house, to have those conversations. So I can't wait. October 15th, 10 to 6 Eastern Standard Time. I know we got some California people, some Midwesterners, but you know what? Sleep well and just get up because we are, (laughs) listen, we are going to make it work. And I'm, 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 ex- I'm so excited about it amidst everything that has happened in the world today. As you know, Amy and you and I've talked about yes, this. Yes. This is something that we need to do. We have got to, ladies and gentlemen, we have got to continue to focus on our career, our career advancement amidst some of us may be unemployed. Some of us may be working from home, wherever we are, we cannot give up that tenant because we've worked too hard for it. So I'm, I'm not giving up. I, well, I, and I let's can't. face it. Let's face it. We need some new leadership. Oh, listen, right. Don't get me started. <laughs> because, well, but I mean, yes. let's, let's in, look in, at corporations, in a, right? Yes, in a like, broad context. In a broad context. Yes. The old leadership has gotten us where we are. Yes. And there was a time for that, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. But now is a new time and we need new leaders and we need yeah. leaders who are, who have struggled and Absolutely. who know what it means 
to be left out and who know what it means to be invited in. Correct. Correct. Because if we don't have that kind of leadership, we are not going to be prepared for tomorrow. And so I think, I think what you're doing is amazing. Now let's talk about the price point of this summit. Sure. So (laughs) with the coaching and the pre-sessions, I mean, I did the math on this. This thing's worth probably dollars $4,000, $5,000. If you, Mm -hmm. if you were to add up all the sessions, you're running concurrent sessions, but you're recording the whole thing so people can access it on demand later, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And all the pre-conference stuff that's happened and is going to happen is all recorded for later. Correct. You're talking like basically, you know, the equivalent of like five master classes mm-hmm. yeah. in this session. And, but it's not 3,500 or 4,500 no. or $5,500. How much is this? It's 497, $497, $497. <laughs> you can't, you can't even get an hour of coaching for that. A lot of places no. there was a lot of people, no, right? My fees a lot are of a little these, bit more. <laughs> a lot of these coaches you couldn't get for an hour. No. No, you for four ninety seven. So this is an incredible value. And again, you can go to invitationfromamy.com and get your ticket and start watching your pre-conference sessions and get yourself ready to sharpen your skills with Francine Parham and the rest of this amazing crew. And you. And me. I'm going to be there too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You're in the crew. And I got to tell you, I love anybody that uses my name and Minda Hart's name in the same sentence. So... (laughs) (laughs) And they're like they're like a handful of people that if somebody says my name and their name in the same sentence, yeah. I'm like, ooh, I made yeah. it. Yes. Well, <laughs> so. you know, but here's the thing: the people that we that you know I I called like are very humble people, very humble and wanting to help. I mean, Amy, you know, when I called you and we had this conversation, you were like, "What can I do?" When I yeah. called Minda, Minda's like, "Tell me where I need to go." I called Vonda Page at PayPal. She said, what's going on, Francine? That's her favorite term. What's going on? And when she talks about what's going on, she's not talking about like what's happening with Francine, you know, like, hey, how are you? She's like, what do we need to do? These are the women that are coming to this summit. We are like, what's going on? What do we need to do? And so, you know, how how do we get in each other's corner? How do we get, how do we amplify? This is all about amplification. How do we position? Mm -hmm. How do we amplify? And how do we provide access, right? This is, this is the game. Okay. This is the game. And I tell people that you got to get in the room to play in the room. And so this is what we can do to help people, you know, in their organizations, figure out how to get in the room. And, and here's, what's always unique about it is that, People that attend the summits that, you know, I had last year, they still, we're still in contact with one yeah. another. We are still working on this because this is the work. It's not easy. We know it's not easy, but when you've got a group of people behind you and for four ninety seven, yeah, no kidding. Right. Come on. Yeah. And the fact that you can, you can't even get a hotel room at a conference no. for four ninety seven. No, not at all. I and, mean, <laughs> And you're going to, and you know, the, the, the actual webinars, um, we're going to have those up until December 30th. And so you'll be able to like, look at them till December 30th. Um, you know, I'm working on figuring out, you know, ensuring that there's access to people because this is a virtual event. So it will be a password protected. So it's not just anyone can show up, obviously. So everyone will have their own uh, password, but, you know, we're trying to just make sure that we, you know, help you to continue. Right. We want to help anyone that comes to 
you know, the summit continue in to, to be successful and to work on their success. But understanding what is actually out there is not always told to you. And that's yeah. our work to do. That's the work we're going to do from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. on the 15th. And I want to say something about the things that people don't tell you. So we're, we're heading into fourth quarter of the year. And if you're sitting there going, wow, 497 sounds like a good deal, but I don't know if I've got that in my budget. Personally, I want to tell you a secret. Your manager was allotted a training budget for you this year. And you've been sitting at home for six and a half months, not doing anything, not going anywhere. So now would be a great time to go talk to your manager and say, hey, I've got this great opportunity to accelerate, you know, how I show up in the workplace. And not only is it going to make me look good, it's going to make you look good because people are going to see this amazing transformation in me and the next, you know, over the, the next few weeks as I implement what I'm learning here. Do you have $500 left in your budget this year? Because here's what the managers don't tell you. If they don't use that budget, it's gone, mm-hmm. right? So if they have a, you know, a $10,000 training budget for the year and they're still sitting on, let's say a thousand of it, if they don't use that by the end of the year, it's just, it just goes back in the general fund, right? They don't, they don't get to spend it later. It doesn't carry over. So ask, it's okay to ask. Right. Absolutely. Amy echo that because that is, if you don't ask, here's the thing, you know, that's back to the earlier conversation. I said, you know, ask, what are people saying about you? Ask for the dollars. The worst thing that is going to happen is they're going to say, no, we can't do this at this time. Right. And you have to yeah. think about plan B. That's the way. But if you never ask, you never know. And then never if you, you're never going to get it. And then, you know, you, you don't have at least at a minimum, even if you say, let's just say your manager says, no, the budget is tapped out this year. We can't do that. Come back. You know, I wish, you know, this summit was in 2021, by the way, tell them it'll be in 2021. But in the meantime, you know, here's the deal. You get to, you know, you get to have a conversation about, well, what are we going to do to develop me? You know, what, what can we think about? Mm. You have opened the door and here's the other thing you have signaled to the organization and to your manager that you're serious about your development. See, no one knocks on your door to say, Hey, would you like this? I have to tell you, I did not get to the level I got to as an executive by waiting for someone to ask me to go to the next level. I set the expectation every year. I sat down with my manager and said, let's talk about where I am and what's going to be next for me. (laughs) You know, when the job came to me that, you know, then they said, oh, here's the job, Francine. We want to promote you. My question was always, oh, that's amazing. But let me ask, what is this job really preparing me for? Okay. I didn't say, Oh my God, I'm so excited. Always thinking about what's next. And that, Mm -hmm. and and then you become known as a person that wants to know about what's next and that you care about your career, but no one, no one, no one will come to you and say, gee, anything that's worth anything, they're never going to come to you and say, Oh, wait a minute. I think you should do this or you should go to this training or development, or you need this mentor or coach that never happens. Never. And let me just say every single person that I've had on see it to be it, or almost every person, when I say, where do you go for community? How did you learn about the work that you do? Where do you go for opportunity? They all say associations and conferences. Mm -hmm. And I was way late, way late, 17 years into my career before I ever went to a conference, because even though I was high potential, nobody tapped me on the shoulder and said, Hey, you ought to go to a conference. Correct. And I didn't even know 
like, I'm embarrassed to say this now, but I didn't really know that they existed. Mm -hmm. I had no idea why I would want to go to something like this or what it could mean for me. And so, you know, if you're sitting there thinking, well, gosh, I've never even been to a conference. This is a great place to start because you're going to be around people who know exactly what that feels like to, to walk into that virtual room or walk into that conference room for the first time. You're going to, first of all, we've all been there, right? Almost every single person, you know, has been there. But the other thing is you're going to see people that look like you mm-hmm. in this room on these, you know, in these virtual stages, you're going to see people like Francine who know what it takes to get where you want to go. And they're just going to peel back the layers and show you. And I, I just think this yeah. is such an amazing thing. And it's such a great way to level up your network and level up your skills and just level up your exposure to what's possible. So I would like to invite, again, everybody who's listening yes. to See It to Be It, come to invitationfromamy.com, sign up for this summit, talk to your boss and say, hey, I want to do this. I think it'd be great for my career. I think it'd be great for the team. I think it'd be great for you. Yeah. And let's talk about what I'm going to learn. And you can print out all the stuff that's on the website. Yes. About everything that's going to be covered. You can see how many 29 Amazing yeah. presenters, panelists, workshop yeah. facilitators. I lost count. It's a lot. It's 30. I think it's 30. 30. Oh and my goodness. Yes. Yeah. There are 30 people that are going to be there. So yeah. yeah. And they're <laughs> there just to help you, right? They're not there for their own gain. They are there because they want to see you succeed and they want to help you. And I just, you know, Francine, I can't, first of all, I can't thank you enough for inviting me to be a part of this. This is, this is such a huge thing for me. Um, to to have this opportunity but i also want to thank you for sharing i I mean you've dropped so much insight in this conversation i can't a whole day of this would just like like you're not going to walk out just with a good feeling like you're going to walk out with notes right so oh you walk out tired after we're done tired (laughs) with notes right you're like this oh here's another thing amy i forgot to say to tell everyone that at the end of your eight hours, um, what we will do and is that we will um, provide to you um, a certificate of completion. Mm. So if you want to go back to your organization and say, here's what I did for my professional development, because, you know, they always at the end of the year, you got to tally up the things that you did. We're just going to provide you with something that is going to give you that 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 document you know we'll send it electronically or we'll figure out what we're going to do on the back end because we you know had to pivot to the virtual piece because we wanted to give actual you know um physical uh, certificates out but we're going to actually provide that to every individual that participates so you will be able to have something to at least show that you were there and that you paid attention and once again this is a great summit not that I'm being a little biased, but I am for a moment, that is going to allow you to start to have the right conversations with your leaders and your managers and let your organization know that you are on, like you're serious about this. Even the title, the Professional Women's Advancement Summit, like if you don't get that, like I went to this advancement summit, you just told your (laughs) leadership team that you're like ready to advance, okay? 
we are serious about this. We, we, we don't call this empowerment. We don't call this like get up and go. This is all about your advancement. That is all I care about. I care about a lot of other things, but I really do care about you advancing in your workplace. So I'll be quiet, Amy. No, that's fine. <laughs> I, I love it. I could talk to you all day. So, okay. So what, what you need to do in case this isn't totally clear, you are going to get all the unwritten rules and all of the unspoken skills that you need to get ahead right? I sound like the infomercial people now, but I'm so excited about this. Yes. You, you know, it's <laughs> coaching, deep dives, workshops, pre-conference sessions, some of which are already recorded and you can already start learning, right? So as soon as you register, you're going to have access to all this knowledge. Facilitated networking panels, you're going to get all of this stuff on demand through the end of the year. And you're going to get to meet some really amazing people and start building the strategic network that I'm going to tell you how to build when we get there. So hint, start here by registering. And um, I just, I'm so excited about this. I can't wait to be a part of this. Francine, thank you so much. And I would love to have you back on the show. So after the summit, we can talk about, you know, what did, what were the big takeaways and kind of what's next for you? Oh, absolutely. Count me in. I'm, I'm here. I'm, right. I'm, I'm going to sit right here and wait. No. Well, you know, it's only fair. You invited me into your house and I'm inviting you into mine. I'm coming. I'm, I'm bringing, tell, like wine, casserole, Ooh, tell me what yeah, you want. Yeah. I'm there. All well, right. Thank you. All right. Thank Any you, day. Thank you. <laughs> Living Corporate is a podcast by Living Corporate LLC. Our logo was designed by David Dawkins. Our theme music was produced by Ken Brown. Additional music production by Antoine Franklin for Musical Elevation. Post-production is handled by Jeremy Jackson. Got a topic suggestion? Email us at livingcorporatepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us online on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and living-corporate.com. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.